back to Inside the Huddle, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Here is your host, Jay Foreman. We're back, Advanced Medical Imaging. Uh, Inside the Huddle brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard, especially... uh, slowing down a little bit for holidays make sure you get in there because uh you know i've had a little bit of trouble getting there i should be i, I feel I'm, I'm gonna talk to dr raz and dr or dr Roz and uh and dr finn i need a vip line they can definitely set that up yeah. for you you're yeah, there I mean, enough yeah yeah <laughs> I, need, I need a vip line but uh we're back championship weekend is over and done um i'm sure the college football playoff committee has not had, had an ounce of sleep an oh, hour no. of sleep they and, and they're probably i mean well it's going to be a matter of hours here and you'll probably start to hear about it on twitter <clears throat> i'm sure they leak stuff magically mm-hmm. i don't know how they get get out of there. they have little birdies in there but i think that's like an overnight thing where like there's no way you watch all of college football last night and everyone just goes home thinks about it and then they meet back up in the morning i'm sure they they gotta be i'm sure when the game late. the last game that was obviously the florida state Louisville game ended they had to have discussions like in between each other they're mm-hmm. all in a room you know yeah in the war they're like a, they're, they're like a like a jury they're you know they're getting you know uber eats or whatever <laughs> you gotta have those discussions and so I'm sure those those this different scenarios were weren't concrete you know as far as decision uh made before the game but I'm sure some things were made I'm sure they got, all right, it's a unanimous Michigan's number one. Mm-hmm. It should be. I'm sure it's potentially unanimous. Washington's in there at a two or three. Most likely it should be two. Then it gets funky, right? So just for everybody, uh, Washington was able to do one of the things that's the hardest thing to do. One, be undefeated. Number two, beat a really good Oregon team, not once but twice, and beat them the second time. Um <clears throat> handily compared to the first time because mm-hmm. when they played earlier in the year I felt like Dan Lanning lost that game by going for it for fourth down on three times inside field goal range 0 for 3 they end up losing by three yeah that was kind of a bizarre game for Oregon where if you want to talk about when calling it aggressive over and over again yeah. goes wrong like that was yeah. a game where it looks like you're watching NCAA football the way they just kept going for it he he uh I, I felt like that first Oregon um Washington game, he called it like he was playing PlayStation. Yeah. Like, all right, I know I'm gonna play again, right? Or we're gonna play again, or it's not that big a deal. But I think it was a big a deal, big deal because anytime you lose, it's a loss. Mm-hmm. And the way they lost. Well, that was the thing too, Drew. It's like you're you're dealing with a guy and Michael Penix Jr. on the other side where I don't know how many more opportunities you want to give. If you're playing Nebraska, like I might yeah. get it. Yeah, you can play like that. Yeah, right. You but can play a with house money. Team yeah. with a possible Heisman candidate, like you don't want to be you yeah, don't want to be three, giving that guy yeah. multiple opportunities. Right, and three NFL receivers. Yeah. Yeah, and a and and a dude that's been throwing darts mm-hmm. for the last two years. It probably wasn't smart, but uh they they end up beating uh Oregon again, thirty four thirty one. It wasn't that close, so they I think they should be the number two or number three. They definitely should be in. And things got a little funky because you heard it earlier on um the uh, the black shirt Terrell Farley was the first one. Me and him talked, you know, outside of being on air. We all thought like Oklahoma State could beat Texas. Mike Gundy wins Bedlam. If there's ever a Mike Gundy scenario to send Texas off, and he's done really well against Sark, was that Texas said no? And Texas, look, go to down there to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, regardless of. 
I don't think they'd beat Alabama right now, but they beat Alabama mm-hmm. on the road and on the road and by a double digit victory and to be pretty dominant. This is what Texas is. I hate to say it back in a different Texas team. That game yesterday was usually a game that Texas would just squander. They just came out on a mission and destroyed Oklahoma mm-hmm. state. Um, so that, where do they go? They were seven before. Do they leapfrog, right? And obviously, Oregon losing helps. And then obviously, um, and then we go to the Bama game. Bama's eight. And what people need to understand about the college football playoffs, they just rank them like new rankings every week. So even though Bama's eight and they beat the number one team, they still could jump in there at four, mm-hmm. right? And it, it would, I'm telling you, the powers that be, which is essentially who's had the stronghold on the national championships, which is Greg Sankey, the, the commissioner of SEC, and essentially Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and teams like LSU and all them. And Paul, let's say Paul Finbaum, right? Or, you know, they, they, got, they, they got a lot of power and a lot of, where, you know, be able to move the the chess pieces. It's going to be very. This is where it gets funky here. Whereas Alabama and Texas and Florida State, mm-hmm. all four. It's like essentially, and you could throw Georgia in there, right? Yeah, you needed Florida State to lose yesterday to make this a lot easier You're, for yourself. So you got four teams for two spots. Yeah, and the four teams are Georgia, which was number one, mm-hmm. and it'd be. I wouldn't say it would be historic that number one when when they, if they lost goes to outside of the but the fact that they're back to back defending champs would be would be the makes only, it harder to harder to do it right yeah. and they won twenty nine games in a row and then you have Alabama who beat them <laughs> right yeah and then you have Florida State who won with their third team quarterback which they look I mean they look horrible yeah their not. defense looked good but mm-hmm. th- there's a distinct difference between them and then you got Texas. Who probably besides uh, Michigan, I think Texas through the whole championship weekend, I would say they looked the bet like the best. They looked the best. They the eye test the way that now granted they were playing Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. but I would say them in Washington and then also Michigan looked the best. Yeah, at all and Alabama. Those are the four teams that looked the best. Just uh, I just if I had to just say okay, rank the teams if I had to watch or watch all the games who were the best. I would say Michigan. Washington, Texas, Bama. That's who I would put in there. Georgia's out, huh? Georgia's out. That's insane. Can you imagine? You, Georgia, you win twenty nine games, you lose one, and you're done. Every season's different, and they <laughs> ha- and they have not looked good all year. That's the one I don't feel good about. Just tossing Georgia out of the top. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I mean, I, you know, you know what's going to really? I, I think I have a, a a gentleman bet with friends. Okay. He thinks it's going to be monetary, but I think the libations were talking to him. <laughs> Whatever. He says that, that Florida State's going to be in. I say it's going to be Bama. I say if Florida, the, 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 here's the bet we have. If Florida State went undefeated, which they did, would they get in? I said no because of the quarterback being out, the number one quarterback being out. Now, the backup will be back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that he'll be out of concussion protocol. And they have a third-team quarterback. And so it's never been done before. Power five go undefeated. Only other undefeated not getting into it was uh, Scott Frost-led UCF. And he reminded me that they weren't power five. But I said they were. They had an, they gave them, They gave had their own national championship parade. 
They're so so Florida State. You know what I'm saying? Florida, you know what? The re, man, another reason is it's good that Georgia lost. So it's kind of like they didn't like leapfrog Nebraska in the dominance. And then also, if Florida State doesn't get in, then it's payback for getting that fictitious <laughs> uh, uh, national championship uh, when William Floyd fumbled way back in '93. I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I got zero problem if Florida State doesn't get in. That's the one team to me that. Sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it, it's crazy. The undefeated team in there doesn't looks like it don't belong. Yeah, and it's. Look, and Ohio, you, I'd rather have Ohio State in there than right. Florida State. I look. I look at you know, the eye test doesn't fit it. The strength of schedule, but you can't fault Florida State of beating who is on their schedule. Now I think if if Travis is healthy, then they're in mm-hmm. because he's no a, he's that much of a difference maker. He's a it was a Heisman candidate. Unfortunately, he had a you know season in a season ending injury, so it'll be interesting. But I'm gonna say my four that I'm trying to go with, or I would put in, is Michigan at number one, mm-hmm. Washington at number two, Texas at number three, Bama number four. What do you think? The Texas Bama's got me because I don't. Do you penalize? Because the way they've worked on it before, those earlier games, they don't seem to penalize them as much. Yeah. But it is still a head-to-head. Yeah. And in that head-to-head, Texas beat Alabama. Yeah. So they're in. And Texas is in. And Texas is in. Bama's is out. No. But that's impossible. You want to keep Bama after out. You beat the Georgia. number one team. Yeah. You beat the number one team. I'm trying to find everything I can to keep Georgia in there. And I Florida State needed to lose to kick them out. Well, I would, here's what I would say. I'll, I'll, I'll compromise. Cause, but I need uh, Washington in there, too. Like Washington definitely yeah. belongs. Michigan definitely belongs. Yeah, Those I mean, two are locked. Locked. So Michigan, Washington, no, should be no question. Yeah. Number three, I would, st- I would say I'd be willing to fall on the sword of, say, Texas in there. Okay. So, so my three for two is this. And the, and the, it's essentially my three. It's, it's three for two, but it's two for two spots. Texas in there. And then I have Bama slash Georgia. So if you're not going to put Bama in because they're number eight, okay, that's fine. You know, pat them on the back, and then they'll go to the Rose Bowl and play probably Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. You know, good soft landing spot. You could say, okay, we're, we, you know, that game, I guarantee you, would be really good. And then they say that should have been in, right? Then you let the, the two-time defending champ try to work their way up. And let's see what you made of Michigan. Can you can you meet, beat the team that beat the brakes off you every single time you play them in Georgia? Kirby Smart, can you do what you usually do? Lose the SEC championship when they have, and then take these two weeks to come out like a totally different team. You know, and that's what I do. If Bama's not in, you throw Georgia in. By no means do I think Florida State should be in, and and it's only because it won't. It will be giving the number one team, which would be Michigan, essentially a bye week to the championship game. Now, listen, we could also say we've seen this last year. We felt like the same way against TCU. And TCU, which obviously uh, Coach Dykes knew that they were stealing signs, changed the game up to them, <laughs> and they lit Michigan up like a Christmas tree. And the thing is, the scenario threw Michigan for such a loop, Michigan tried to play like TCU. They tried to throw it all around the, the yard, and you you tried to get in a, in a track meet against them. You had a first-round receiver out there, a Heisman candidate as a quarterback, and an opportunistic defense in TCU that was killing you in penetration. Mm-hmm. And tackles for loss that made you go into a passing team, and then obviously Blake Corum wasn't there to be the kind of the uh, 
the tempo setter from a, you know, conventional run game. So it kind of was a scenario perfect to, for TCU to beat Michigan. So there is a, a, a playbook of that, but then also we saw TCU in a championship game almost get beat by 80 points. Yeah, this is the worst. I think it was overall just yeah. by the point margin. Alone. And I think it I think that butt kicking flowed into this year. That butt kicking, it was it was like a you know, when we used to play teams Harrison, they'd be like, Okay, you lose Nebraska this week and then you lose the next week because physically you gotta beat up. I think mentally getting embarrassed like that. And then obviously then you start the season thinking that okay, we're gonna play Colorado. They got a, they had Colorado had one of the worst rosters in the nation. Even the guys that they brought in, it wasn't like a. It wasn't like you were getting a whole bunch of five stars of guys that had been established to go there. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, the, you still expected TCU to win, and Colorado, you know, pulled your pants down, and spanked you in the butt too. Yep. And then it just flowed into the season. So, you know, I guess uh, you know, I have my five. You know, I'll just throw five in there. It's like Bama slash Georgia. I think one of them be. I can see where Georgia be in, but I would probably take Bama. I felt like Bama beat them pretty handily. I felt like they were the better team. Um, I think you got to go off a more recent game. And more recent, that's what you're deciding yeah. with. And, that, and they, they beat them in the champion. They're the SEC champion. Mm-hmm. That's it. And there's no other person that, that you know, St. Nick said, listen, surprise to Kirby. We're back. And the funny thing about it is a little side note before we go to break. Um, I had a one of my best friends who coached me, his name Todd Grantham, uh, was a senior assistant there at Bama. And we talked, we always talk just, football right and he always just keep me up he has daughter plays uh, uh division one uh volleyball another another son that plays baseball so we always just just talking just life and he's a great coach he actually was one of the coaches that recruited me out of high school when he was at michigan state for uh when he was coaching with nick saban or under nick saban and he was like hey look man ever since they lost to georgia last year even though we won the bowl game he said we are focused on beating Georgia. And he said, listen, they said, Nick Saban said, listen, we're going to get back to straight up old school. He said, we're going to get some big linemen and we're coming straight at you. And he's like, we got this big old quarterback. He's like, Jay, you would, he's like, he's like, I've never seen a quarterback. this." Like, (laughs) he's like, Jay, he is like a gazelle, but built like a lion. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, come on, man. He's like, Jay, this is, He's like, this dude is Cam Newton, but faster. He's like, he can go from zero, like first gear to fifth fifth gear. And he's like, he's out running because he was telling me about Dallas Turner. He's like, we've got a really good pass rusher. You know, he's four 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 five guy. He's like, he gets the edge on him all the time. <laughs> he's like, I had to get after him all the time. And then sometimes we, when we get in coaches meetings, like that this dude is just different. He's like, if he can learn the, the you know, be a formidable passer. He's like, we'll be all right. And look at it where they, they were the only team, even though Georgia, look, they lost a ton of first round picks. You're going to see a lot of the guys that Georgia lost over the last couple of years play at three 30 today against the 49ers. You got, uh, you got Jalen Carter, who was essentially the best guy in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Just has a little bit of a lead foot, a lot of lead foot as far as uh, speeding. And then you got Jordan Davis. And then you got, um, uh, was it uh, Neil, the linebacker, and then they have the other uh, Nixon, I think, the outside linebacker mm-hmm. um, slash DN that ran a four three at two forty five. All those dudes were at Georgia, so they never got pushed around. Alabama was the only team, even though Georgia hadn't looked really good this year. Alabama pushed them around physically, and so um, 
That's a little scenario, man. It's like everybody, you know, it's like I keep looking over the clock because we're about to go to break. I'm going to keep looking at the clock to see when they, you, you hear some things coming out. Probably hear the leaks coming around around 10, 10 o'clock. 11. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll if you get the final answer, if it, if they have the college football playoff show at 11 central time, 12 Eastern standard time, you're going to start hearing stuff about 10, 15. Mm hmm. Because they have, they'll have people that'll just, some people will know what the decision is. Yeah. Because you'll have reporters down there that'll be outside of the meeting room that have personal relationships with people. They won't say who it is, and they'll say, mm -hmm. "Okay, this is what this is what the committee's thinking." They're not getting on TV and say, "This is what the committee's thinking," without getting some intimate knowledge on what is that. So it'll be interesting to see championship weekend. Um, you know, excited to see this last one before we get in the tournament of twelve, and then a lot be a lot more to talk about. And different scenarios because then it will be how you navigate your season based on trying to be the final 12. Mm -hmm. And that will be a big, huge difference as well. So I'm going to go to break uh, inside the huddle. Jay Foreman brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging 7601. Pioneers Boulevard. We'll be right back and put a bow on this inside the huddle. Championship weekend style.